Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. This is the Travel Hero podcast by ITB Berlin, the world's leading travel trade show. This episode aims to preview this year's digital ITB Berlin convention, happening from the 8th till 10th March, live on itb.com. My name is Julia Sonnemann. I'm PR manager at ITB. And together with my guests, we take a look at this year's key topics, resilience, digitalization and sustainability in tourism. Leading industry experts will talk about the global challenges facing the travel industry right now, share their unique knowledge, provide orientation and take a look at the future. Like what will we be doing in 2020 and why? And how are we moving forward with the key topics of previous ITB editions? I am now very much looking forward to talking to my three esteemed colleagues from the ITB Berlin convention team. Christina Freyer, team leader at ITB Berlin, Sabine Bierlein, product manager at ITB, and Erika Jean-Francois, commissioner of ITB Corporate Social Responsibility. The convention will open on Tuesday, 8th March, with the ITB Future and Resilience Track. So taking a step back, what exactly does resilience mean to you and why has it become so important? Hi, Julia. Thanks for having us. For me, resilience combines physical, mental and spiritual aspects of life. A resilient person stays calm and focused while chaos reigns all around and transferring that to the resilience of a company, the physical aspect is, in my opinion, represented, for example, by financial resources. The mental aspect is shown by always thinking ahead, looking at trends, as well as the willingness to change. And the third, the spiritual aspect, is the company culture. These three aspects strengthen the ability of an institution to cope with challenges or crisis and make it easier to move on from the incident without long-term negative consequences. Of course, resilient means really being prepared and to be to able to react also in times of crisis. I mean, if we just look at, at, at women in general in the world, I think women have shown resilience uh, throughout the centuries to survive the families. And that's the same with business in a way. But resilience always means finding also, um, yeah, alternative solutions. So I always remember this example during a heavy flooding in, in, in South India, for instance, in Kerala, when all rice, which was about to be harvested, was destroyed. The farmers just remembered a sort of rice, uh, rice which was really water resistant. And this was a solution. From then on, from now on, they, they plant again this other sort of rice, which is resilient. So what is also important when I think about resilience is always that we need to involve all the players in tourism. They all have to be part of these solutions. Also, yeah, the communities, as we just said. So we need, of course, leadership. We need strategies. And we, yeah, I think it's very good that by now we already have resilience centers um, to, to manage that. And one more thing is that people should not really rely 100% on tourism. That makes us more resilient too. So Rika has already given a few examples and maybe you can give more examples on how the travel industry has itself shown to be resilient up until now. There are also several segments which were able to strengthen or even expand their business during pandemic. 
And it did not only depend on the budget of the travelers. Camping flourished as well as vacation or luxury travel. And, and these are only some examples where the market reacted to the customer's needs as traveling in small groups, for example, taking advantage of new technolog technological solutions or individualized and very exclusive concepts. So this is also... Uh, one focus, one part where um, the branch, the, the whole industry or parts of the industry have shown to be very resilient. Yeah, I think I, I already said what I already gave my examples. And um, um, I was just part of a discussion of the uh, Tourism Resilience Center, which was founded in, in, in Jamaica uh, by uh, Minister Barnett. I think this is a very good example how everybody, uh, when we work together, can respond. There are already 12 resilience centers now, which were founded in, in, in the last uh, year because people said, Oh, we need to re, we need to unite. We need to, um, yeah, to work together. Cooperation is key. So in a nutshell, what will the ITB future and resilience track on Tuesday focus on, on day one? The focus will be on the megatrends in industry and society and key topics concerning the global travel and tourism industry, best practice examples from major market players and leading innovators will provide valuable insights and concrete decision-making help for shaping corporate strategies and measures. Chernobyl, Gulf War, September 11, financial crisis and now COVID-19 There were so many crisis events that have shaken the tourism market several times within the last four decades that show the close conjunction between the decisions of policymakers and the market. And it also shows that the travel industry needs to stay resilient. And together with researchers, politicians, CEOs, founders and managers, we will have a look at upcoming trends, but also share knowledge and best practice examples of how to tackle the ongo ongoing pandemic and how to prepare for the future. And the idea of ITB Berlin Convention is to offer a toolbox where every institution, every company or organization can find the suitable screwdriver. And which speakers can we look forward to at this track? Oh, there are quite a few. At the beginning... Peter Kautz from Statista will take a look at the prospects for the global tourism demand expected after the pandemic. His survey will highlight the trends in the world's most important markets, including the aspect of sustainability. I'm personally looking forward to the keynote of our new Federal Minister of Economic Affairs and Climate Action, Dr. Robert Habeck, who will talk about the future of tourism from the point of view of the federal, the German federal policy. But we also invited the tourism ministers from Austria, Egypt, Greece, Jamaica and the Philippines to join the discussion on the first day of ITB Berlin Convention. Then Jane G. Sun from Trip.com as well as Liu Bin from the World Tourism Cities Federation will shine a light on the learnings from Asia, while Eduardo Santander from the European Travel Commission, Klaus-Ulrich Sperl from Dare Touristic and Michelle Woodley from Preferred Hotels will discuss how destinations, tour operators and the hospitality industry have to transform themselves in order to become more resilient. In the late afternoon, we will focus on HR trends in 2022, 
together with representatives from, for example, Stepstone, IHG, G-Adventures and the German unicorn Personio. Together with representatives of our long-term partners, Atta, Arrival and WISE, we will have a look at the latest developments in adventure travel as well as in the tour tours and activities segment and the used travel market. And we will end the first day of ITB Berlin Convention this year with learnings from one of the most resilient segments in this pandemic, the luxury tourism. Architect Eric Nissen-Johansen and Christa Augsburger, Dean of SHL, the Swiss Hotel School in Lucerne, will discuss new hotel concepts together with Norbert Pukorny of Art of Travel. I see this is a stellar speaker company lineup for the first day already. So moving forward to the second track, as mentioned earlier, digitalization is one of ITB Berlin's key topics of the future, and we will devote the whole of Wednesday to it at the e-travel track. Digitalization is such a sweeping term and has become so vague now, but we don't want to scratch the surface too much. So my question is, when you look at how our lives have changed over the past two years, do you see the pandemic being a catalyst as well? And how have your life changed, um, both at work and in private? Well, um, thank you for the question. But um, I think I, I have become more humble in a way. You know, we in the in the more wealthy countries, we are so very privileged. And I got pretty, uh, yeah, pretty aware of it, you know, when you hear all this news from all over the world. And so, of course, it's about rethinking, calming down, reusing, questioning. And I think... Um, This opportunity has been taken by many in the tourism industry. Of course, not traveling and not being able to meet and, and not being able to network has been very hard for me. I really miss the human touch. Uh, same here, Rika. So working from home has uh, made a big impact on my personal life. So with all its advantages, but also disadvantages, I am traveling, uh, traveling less for business. Uh, I'm traveling more regional in, a, in my personal life. And um, visiting cultural events became less spontaneous as you have to book a time slot for an, ex for an exhibition, for example. So it, uh, on, un on one hand, uh, the developments in personal life, but also business give us opportunities to react spontaneously On the other hand, uh, we have to plan ahead. And this is uh, the biggest challenge that I see in my personal life. As Rika and Christina just explained with, with personal experiences, the pandemic has acted as catalyst in many areas of life. Related to digitalization, it started with Zoom meetings among friends, increasing online shopping, less use of cash in favor to credit cards, and in professions where it's actually possible remote work became the new standard and people actually enjoy it and they want to they wanna keep that. And those developments have an impact of many areas of life. So also on travel, people combine vocation and work. Alternative forms for accommodation um, gain more and more importance. Um, also travel booking, payment behavior have, ex have changed massively. And all those topics will be addressed at the e-travel track on Wednesday. And Sabine, maybe you can continue and tell us uh, which experts will the convention feature on Wednesday? We will have many experts. We have around about 10 sessions. 
But just to name a few, um, on, on Wednesday, it's going to be all about e-travel and digitalization. We will kick off the day with an interview of Catherine Anselm from Airbnb. But we'll also have um, Axel Hefner, CEO from Trivago, and he'll talk about the transformation of the travel industry. Um, we have an interview with Facebook, and they're going to have give an outlook or a glimpse, uh, a look behind the scenes, what they're actually planning with their metaverse, which is um, all over all over the place right now, or in everybody's mouth. Um, but we will also have a practical focus. We'll have case studies, for example. Um, we'll have one sessions where you will learn out of CO disasters, where an expert will give insights on what catastrophes CO-wise have happened and what you can actually learn out of that. So that's the first part. And we will also have um, space for innovation. So we will have a hotel tech startup pitch also on the e-travel day. Yeah, life is always somehow about pitching ideas or skills to someone. So ITB helps uh, hotel tech startups pitch their business ideas. And how exactly will the startup pitch take place and what is behind it? As, as the startup topic is so important to ITB, we actually dedicate 60 minutes to the whole topic um, on that day. And we'll kick off with a 20 minutes panel where investors, um, a successful startup um, Uh, entrepreneur, um, give their view on what trends are impacting the hotel technology startup space. And they will also share insights regarding current sentiments in terms of investments. After those 20 minutes panels, we'll have five startup, which most likely have not been seen on any other stage. And they have just recently founded their new startup. And they get three minutes to actually explain their new business model And they'll receive live feedback from our investors, um, our panel guests. And yeah, I'm, I'm very, very much looking forward to that session. I'm excited about that. Thanks, Sabine, for your insights um, concerning e-travel topics and digitalization. So let us get to the third topic. Um, ITB Berlin has long been committed to social responsibility and sustainability And in the age of Fridays for Future and other movements calling for sustainability, it is given that ITB Berlin continues to take a stand for social responsibility and helps encouraging and shaping a fair, socially and environmentally responsible future for tourism. So, um, Rika, do you see the pandemic as an opportunity to speed up this transition in similar way to digitalization as a way of reopening businesses? Yeah, as I said before, I really do. Because um, now is the chance, there's an opportunity to really rethink the way we're doing tourism, to do it in a better way. And I think the only solution is sustainability and responsible tourism in as a, as a whole with a really holistic approach because if we um, if we continue to do tourism if we continue to run the world as we do it now not only in tourism uh, there won't be a future and we will destroy the product we are um, promoting we cannot have um, uh, we cannot enjoy tourism in a in an environment which is um, which is not stable anymore And we cannot travel to destinations and regions where uh, people are experiencing flooding or where people um, have bush fires, you know. So it, 
it really touches all aspects of tourism. And this is why we really have to, to look into it, um, as a, with a very strong political way to change. And just to make a small addition in terms of customer behavior, I just so shortly spoke with Andre Blumer, the president of the Association of Ecotourism in Romania, about the changes that he sees in travel behavior. And he agreed that the pandemic was the initial spark for many travelers to look for more regional destinations, less crowded spots, which often goes hand in hand with sustainable offers. And Now is the time to keep this fire burning by creating suitable offers and experience, but also market them to the right people. So that actually brings me to the next question question concerning trends um, and how does mass or package tour tourism and responsible tourism even goes together? I think they, they uh, all have to work together. I don't think that mass tourism and responsible tourism uh, corresponds. So we have to wait, we have to change uh, the way we, uh, yeah, we do these packages. And I think most of the big uh, um, um, companies, they have already started to put the customer, to put uh, in, in the middle, in the focus, to, to include stories, to, to think of the people, because, I mean, it's even kind of a new luxury to, to really include uh, the well-being of uh, the people in the destination into, our, uh, into the planning of tourism. I mean, nobody wants to go and, and see how angry people in, of Mallorca or in, in Venice are uh, because of those huge boats getting into the city and making their city um, less, um, less, less lively. So um, that we, I think everybody by now really understands that we have to cooperate and that we have to find new solutions which include the well-being of the communities. I think in this context, we also have to talk about greenwashing and tourism. Greenwashing often uses marketing to promote products, activities or policies as environmentally friendly when in fact they are not. And what do you think, what do you think can be done about it? Yeah, of course, there is the problem of greenwashing, especially now when everybody wants to jump on the train and said, oh, there is a new consumer demand, so we have to change things. But um, uh, I think it's quite easy. There are tools like uh, the uh, GSTC tools, which really uh, help people to become more green. And and even for a first step, it doesn't mean that you have to be 100% green. Nobody is, you know, it takes a long time to get it into your DNA. But there is a chance to to start. And there are tools which help us to really see what do we need to do to become sustainable? Um, what do we need to do become to become also um, socially responsible? You know, so, um, and I think who's, whoever is really greenwashing, it will be visible very soon. It's not only about not washing the towels in a hotel. There are other criteria. And this is what we are going to talk about at this year's ITB once again, because we want everybody, um, when I say jump on the boat, it doesn't mean that it's bad to jump on the boat. We want everybody to jump on the boat, but in the right way. And on the other hand, I also think that it's important for every player in the tourism industry to educate the, the traveler themselves, to educate the people who travel with us, because 
only if they uh, start traveling responsible or in a responsible way that ensures that there will be space to travel to in a few years and or decades. So it's really also all about educate, educating our customers in this uh, in those terms. So Rika, being the um, being ITB's CSR commissioner for quite some time, um, ITB has been a big driver for CSR topics. So. How has ITB Berlin committed itself to sustainability and responsible tourism in recent times? Well, I think it, char it, it started really a long time ago when, uh, when <laughs> in, at some point people were maybe thinking that those people committed to sustainability were just tree huggers or whatever. But by now it has become, uh, we, we really cooperate with science as well. And, um, uh, I'm, I'm think I'm, I'm, I'm very proud that ITB has been a flagship for, for, uh, for sustainable tourism development because we have given our platform and ITB is the largest travel trade show in the world with the largest platform. We have given this platform to uh, sustainable tourism and to, to have these critical discussions, you know, to, to work together with science to open up discussions. And, and yeah, and we want to continue to do that. And we have actually managed, um, if I may add, Rika, to have the, the sustainability context as part of every segment of ITB. Like if we look at digitalization, we also by now have sustainability tracks. So that shows that it's getting more and more important um, for the whole industry. So what virtual events can viewers look forward to on day three then? Well, there are quite a lot. <laughs> we will start with an opening keynote from Professor uh, Rockström, who is actually director of the Potsdam Institute for Climate Impact Research. Um, a lot of you might remember that in, in 2019, we had a groundbreaking presentation of Professor Schallnover, who at that time uh, was the director. And I think it will be very, very interesting to see um, the new developments You know, because the, the question, if we can really hold the 1.5 degrees Celsius line is very, very crucial. So we're looking for new insights from the Postum Institute in the morning. Then we continue with a keynote from Caroline Bremer um, from Euromonitor, because she will also give us some new insights about um, um, carbon neutral destinations. And then we'll have an interesting panel dis discussion. Uh, it's an extraordinary panel because we have all visionaries and experts, all of them, you know, Sally Davy, um, Jeremy Sampson, Jeremy Smith, Petra Thomas, you know, and everything will be moderated by Professor Dr. Willy Legrand, who is working with us now for um, the sustainable tourism part of the convention, and Xenia Sohoan Lohr. So, um, except of, except that, we will have some more interesting um, discussions from um, Wolfgang Neumann. He is the chair of Sustainable Hospitality Alliance. So, we talk a little bit about uh, hospitality and sustainability. We also have um, very big names from Aqua, from ITC, and from Colliers and Curtain Hospitality. The next thing will be to talk about uh, challenges and opportunities in sustainable mobility 
because mobility is also a very important part of it. So we have the vice president of BMW, uh, Mobility BMW, to speak to us. We have the vice president of uh, Air France and KLM. We will have uh, Flix Mobility. We will have the head of tra uh, travel sustainability of Google. And... Um, Yeah, and it will be moderated again by Professor Willy Legrand. Uh, next will be a discussion from GIZ, uh, where we will talk about new partnerships from crisis management. And then the next thing will be a Studiosus Gespräch. Studiosus also, like GIZ, one of our partners, long-time partners. And we will, it, this will be in German only, we will discuss about um, um, how to compensate um, CO2. It would be an interesting discussion. And the next thing will be to talk about sustainability again and carbon neutrality with um, somebody from Intrepid, from Climeworks, uh, from the Evera Forum, and Jane Ashton from EasyJet will also be there. Next thing is more social. We will talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion in tourism. Uh, uh, from people of color and women empowerment and vaccine uh, equity, also a very important subject. And next thing is gender equality in tourism, female leadership in times of crisis. There we will give some um, best practice stories of resilience. And last not least, we will talk about the forgotten majority, um, good practice examples to address human rights risks in tourism. And Sustainable storytelling will also be on the agenda. And this is really last, not least, because afterwards we will still have time to talk about LGBTQ plus travel when we talk, um, when we will examine whether LGBTQ plus travelers are a long lasting target group to help the tourism recover more easily. Yeah, and we will give out an award after that. And I think, yeah, that's really also a very, very interesting program. So um, all sounds very fascinating and almost as though we already know the answers to everything the future has in store. But where do you see the biggest obstacles in your respective segments and what things will require us to make the biggest effort, including as a society? I think um, it's really about communication and about bringing policymakers and tourism players together to have them sit down and discuss the challenges we uh, commonly will face uh, within the next uh, years and decades. Um, so it's really, from my perspective, it's really communication and uh, paving the way, paving the path for the future. Yeah, I agree. It's, 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 Everything is about walking the talk now, because until now we have been discussing, we have been talking all the time, but nothing has been done. Has been done. So by now we really need action. I, I don't want to end our podcast with a really dry topic, but I think it's all about data. It's all about getting the right data, getting the data in the right structure and having the right conclusion out of the data to actually serve the perfect product for your clients. There never has been more data before uh, available to everyone to really uh, take your decisions from there, from facts, from figures, from from really data that helps you develop your own business and do this in a in a good way in in terms of 
climate protection, but also um, business-wise, very uh, suitable decisions. So, yeah, I totally agree with you, Sabine. Yeah, but not enough data. Actually, it's not enough data. If we look for women in tourism, for instance, there is no data, just not enough. We need more data in that way. But we also need to see how we can get data in a more responsible way. That's well, a lot of challenges. That's a so topic for in. a new podcast, maybe, Rika. Yeah. So about <laughs> IT and sustainability. <laughs> That's right. It's very necessary. Yeah, we can continue this discussion during ITB Berlin or at ITB Berlin Convention. So with the industry's hot topics and with such an exciting speaker lineup, the ITB Berlin Convention is a, definitely an event the industry cannot miss. So Christina, Sabine and Rika, thank you very much for your time and the interesting preview to the ITB Berlin Convention. As mentioned earlier, due to the pandemic, the event will take place entirely online on the brand website itb.com and for the first time from Tuesday to Thursday. And the sessions will be live streamed on our website and attendance is free. There's just an online pre-registration required. Um, and by the way, you can already register. And on 8th March, the events will kick off with the opening press conference at 9 a.m. And at 10 a.m. in the morning, we will launch into the key topic of day one with the ITB future and resilience track. And there is no need to worry if you can't make it to a particular session on time because the sessions will be available on demand and the selected sessions can even be viewed on YouTube. So we look forward to your visit and stay tuned for the next ITB Berlin Travel Hero podcast episode very soon. Yeah.